I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, fam. Old school intro for you old school listeners. Yeah, hey, you've fam. been around from day one. Welcome to Hey Fam. It's a podcast about two boys and their love of fucking stupid shit that doesn't matter, except it's the most important stuff in the world. That's right. It's what defines you. It's what refines you. It's very true. It is very true. Uh, the, 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 the philosopher behind that quote you just heard yeah. is my co-host, Angus Truscott. Pleasure to be here, as and, per usual. And uh, I am Angus Andy Levo. <laughs> Ang- Andrew Sydney's Andy Levy's. Everybody Andrew, knows him. Andrew Lev Dog. That's yeah. me. Um, hey fam's a show about cool shit like comic books, video games, TV shows, and movies. And everything in between. We're probably mean web series, and that's a spoiler alert. Uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of cool shit today. We're going to be talking about uh, the return of the Venture Brothers cartoon. We're going to be talking yep. about Louis C.K.'s new show, Horace and Pete. We're also going to talk about people using the word, uh, the phrase Louis C.K. did a Beyonce and how many publications uh, got away with saying that. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to break that one down. Um, Angus watched um, Help I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. That's right. There's been a um, baller-sized hole in this podcast. We've been getting a lot of uh, emails about that saying... Well, where's the regular show that uh, Angus is going to be breaking down for us? Yeah, what what horrible show is Angus suffering through each week for the for the entertainment That's of our right. listeners? That's right, and uh, it's it's a combined, I guess, passion of um, patriotism, which I didn't even know I had, versus uh, uh, downtime, which has led me to this, which we'll we'll elaborate on in greater detail. So uh, while Angus took the high road and watched "Help I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." As usual, took that lowbrow route, and uh, I watched uh, Fargo season one. I mean, began it. You are a dummy. You everyone's always said you're the dumb one. <laughs> I guess you're gonna be watching <laughs> real dumb series, and you've never seen it. Uh, no, it's a, it's the first time. So we got we to talk so about that. We got to talk about a, a eighteen month old show. I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, Angus and I are going to go see the Deadpool movie on Friday. That's right. We got Sick Dog Primo Ticos to see Deadpool and. Uh, we want to know what prejudices we should walk in with uh, for this film. We want to know how low our standards should be before walking into that cinema. I mean, let me tell you about this invite. It says food and alcohol. And what we want you to do, by the, I guess, by the time we see this in a couple of days, is let us know how many glasses of champagne we're walking in with. How many glasses of food we need to drink before exactly. watching this movie. Um, we're also going to be talking about the new game, The Witness, that just came out on PlayStation. Big game. Big game, and, and uh, I've started playing something which I'd swore I'd never do due to my almost 
I was going to say canon-like respect for canon, <laughs> but that doesn't make much sense. If, you, if you've been listening to HeyFam, you know that Angus refuses to acknowledge Look, anything. Look, I was born without a middle name. If I were to have one, it would be canon. <laughs> it would be the sound a canon makes. If, he doesn't, if, if there's a Star Wars book outside of the uh, registered, registered canon of the Star Wars My thumb is down, universe, my tongue is out. I stick my tongue out at you. I stick my thumb on my tongue for you. I'm, I think that's some Shakespearean. But in spite of this, you have been playing Knights of the Old Republic for the But first all for time. a good reason. All for it's a good, good reason. Game, right? Well, there's more to it than that. And we'll, oh, what? We'll so it secretly is canon? Well, that's what we're going to And talk you haven't about. grown at all? Is that what we're going to learn by the end of the, of the episode? Oh, I've been growing. But let's just say that uh, the 13 staff members at Lucasfilm who decide what and what isn't canon, their, their ideas might be shifting a bit. Cool. Well, that's a, that's a hell of a sizzle reel. And you I, know what? I, I can't wait to find out what happens. We did invite Amber Rose and Kim Kardashian tonight. We're yep. doing a, a Besties episode. Unfortunately, they can't make it. Yeah, they are actually going to be launching the female version of Hey Fam, Hey Fam, yep. uh, later in the year. I'm Amber a big and fan. Kim K. I'm really, uh, I've already put my money behind it. It's a uh, Indiegogo. They decided, you know what? Kickstarter's getting a lot of press these days. Let's go Indiegogo. I dropped a couple, uh, a couple twenties on that. Couple lobbies. Um, oh yeah, I'm a big supporter of uh, of Kim K's Patreon account. Oh really? <laughs> Does she have one? I'm sure she has one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What what rewards did you get from supporting that? Um, I I get like a a, a newsletter that um that her cousin writes every week about Kim K's. It's just like a summary of her Instagram. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's a good joke. and uh, well, The reason why we made that joke is because you and I just recently, within minutes before recording, uh, I guess you could say famously parodied a what's soon to become a classic photograph of Kim Kardashian West and Amber Rose. Two people I know for a fact that have slept with Kanye West. True. And look, there's... Two people th- whose fingers have been inside Kanye West's bottom, allegedly. Beast hole. <laughs> <a> beast hole. <laughs> And why they have uh, been enjoying his dark, twisted fantasy. Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, we recently posted a photo and we just got a great comment, which seems to be a recurring theme for HeyFam. Just an Instagram post about two Anglo-Saxon fuckboys trying to swag each other out. Now, this is the first time we've been called Anglo-Saxon fuckboys. And this is, this is a live status. I mean, where do we take a stand on this? I'm okay with it. I'm f- I mean, it's, it's stating the obvious. I mean, because you mentioned earlier that you don't have any middle names. Um, whereas I have three and they are Anglo-Saxon fuckboy. <laughs> Andrew Anglo-Saxon fuckboy Levens. Well, look, I'm sure name. there's a couple of documents I can sign at the City Hall, which makes sure that I get, uh, you know, some kind of middle name that's along the same line of yours. We'll work it out by the end of the episode. I just, look, I, I really, I've got to say right now, it's the second time in, a, in as many months... <laughs> You and myself being caught out for being white guys with a podcast. We know. How do you think we started one anyway? How do you think they let us have one? They only let white guys like like they only allow like duos of white men start podcasts. Duos, it's white the guys. Rule. Yeah, some are self-employed. Some have other. Jo- it's completely fine. When but- when Steve Jobs died, yeah. the last it's thing he will. said was, "Make sure iTunes podcast does not allow any podcast." No. Unless they're hosted by two white pals. Which is why we're really excited tonight to celebrate with Kimmy K and BR about their, like, I think the first female podcast ever made, female run podcast. Ever. Ever. And hey probably fam. the last. Hey fam. Hey fam. Coming soon. To the Hey Fam to Network. The hey fam thing. Uh, so let's talk about Louis C.K.'s brand new 
yeah. show that he that he just dropped on us. Um, he dropped it, and that's 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 unlike Louis C.K. Normally, he gives us a bit of warning. Normally, he's like season so and so. Sure, I mean, yeah, but I guess that's because he he has a show that's on FX, and now he has to work within their parameters. Two but, shows on FX. Two. He's yeah. One started last week, and I don't think either of us have watched this. A new one with. This this is look, and we're going to get complaints again because we don't do that much research. But uh, I don't believe he's in it. But Zach Galifianakis is in it about a guy who's a clown. Cool. Yeah, and that came. I think they're one or two eps in. Yeah, right. That sounds so a lot. That series. sounds a lot more appealing than the show that I watched today. I tell you what. So we watched. If you, if if you don't know about Louis C.K., Louis C.K. is a great stand-up comic. Hilarious and, a great, and a great television writer and television hey, maker. Hey, Pootie Tang's great. I know you are one of the only people I know that think Pootie Tang Pudi is a Tang. great movie. Pootie Tang's, uh, if you're ever hanging out at Video Easy in 2002, you could be self-assured that why we had, while Video Easy had 40 copies of Too Fast, Too Furious, they had one copy of Pootie Tang and it was still pretty good. Sign your pity on the runny kind. Look, it's just, um, it's a cult classic. And he's done m- much much better things since then. He's um, done a lot of better things. The I mean, Louis show is, Lucky is Louis, fantastic. Yeah. Lucky Louis is a piece of shit. That's, Lucky it's Louis not a, a fun show to watch. But no. Louis on FX was really great. And like you know, he's really. Chances are, if you listen to this, you've you watched know, Louis. you fucking know. Like you're like, shut up, you, you Anglo-Saxon pieces of shit. We're just um, trying to scope for a bigger audience since we've been called Anglo uh, white dudes. We're trying to be white as hell by uh, by mansplaining to you who Louis C.K. is. Um, well, the so, fact he's got uh, you know Latino blood in it, it's uh, that's pretty racy for us. Yeah, it's a hot topic. <laughs> it's a hot topic for Anglo bros like us. Um, so Louis C.K. In the, in the last few years has really kind of made himself known as like you know the guy doesn't really play by anyone else's rules and I mean, he's really succeeding. You know, correct by, me if I'm wrong, but he released what was one of the first. I think he was the first guy to release. His stand-up special outside of HBO realm. This was pre-Netflix. Remember about three or four years ago, he did his brand new special on his website, Five Bucks. Yeah, and or that was whatever it was, and it which was, is why we all signed up to his mailing list to begin with. Exactly because he sold it on his own website, five dollars. So you got you downloaded. I paid five dollars. I downloaded it. I never watched it. Never watched it, but it was great to tell people <laughs> that hey, I supported Louis, Louis K. K. Yeah, if you download Louis C.K. thing. So um, yesterday we all get an email on that man oh, list he saying fuckloads off that as well. Yeah, yeah, stacks, like, and he, he ended he, up he kind of making a big post about huge articles about oh, when I sell a show to HBO, I make X amount. When I saw it by myself on my like hilarious website, I made buttloads. And he and he get donated a bunch to charity too. Did he? And, yeah, and he was also I feel like he helped Aziz sell his stand up special in the yeah, same he, way. He paved the way. Yeah. There you go. Um so yesterday we got an email from Louis C. K. on the mailing list that we signed up to about his brand new show. And I almost wrote like a hostage letter, didn't it? It was so blunt. It was so to the point yeah. about transaction. So, and it was kind of like, you know, I've got a new show that I've made. Steve Buscemi's in it. It's called, is it Horace and Pete's? Horace and Pete's. And, uh. Well, Horace and Pete. The bar in the show is called Horace and Pete's. Yeah. And, uh, Steve Buscemi's in it. You can buy it. It's $5 for this episode. And, um. And what they did was a great thing because they knew people's gut reaction was to go straight to YouTube and type in Horace and Pete episode one. And a search result came up, which was uploaded a few days earlier. And it said, don't be a fucking pirate download. And like they'd already preempted it. It was Amazing. like this great, like, and I was like, oh, that's, I, I read about that. I am not a pirate. Arr. I am 
Yeah, I'm not a parent. So we both paid $5 each. $5 American money. So that's like, like that's just under $9 now because our, our money, so, our dollar is worth such a pitiful amount. And we watched Louis C.K.'s brand new show, Horace and Pete, with Steve Buscemi, Alan Alda, um, Jessica Lang, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. He shows up. There's lots of, lots of crazy little uh, cameos from, from people that you would have seen on Louis over the years. Um, and uh, I mean, this isn't just a regular. So, you, but well, the last incorrect. scene is like Louis. Yeah, thirty minute, somewhat sitcom. This is sixty five minutes long, and I've got to 107 say, seven minutes. One hundred seven minutes long. Yeah, the closest thing I've seen. No wait, you're right. Sixty seven minutes. Yeah, it was wrong. an hour. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> if you listen to last week's Hey Fam, and there's no reason why you shouldn't have it, watching the whole time, I just kept thinking about the hateful eight. Yeah, One straight set, up intermission. Yeah, feels like a play. It, it will. Everyone is a piece of shit. Everyone is horrible. Like, like, what's the pre- hey, let's talk about the premise. Okay, the premise is Louis C.K. made the most depressing episode of Cheers ever. And instead of Cheers, which is a friendly twenty-one minutes, he's Where like, everybody no, no, knows your name. Let's time this by three, and nobody knows your name. Oh, but all they know is that you're an Ill- illegitimate child. Uh, that no one's learned their lines, and oh, you know that amazing folly you take for granted where there's background noise as well and a, a, and a laugh track. Oh, we're taking that out because this is going to be so brutal and upfront. Yeah, it's a really, really cold... I was cold watching Difficult it. to watch. Why do people drink at that bar? Hour and a bit, yeah. So uh, it's set in a bar. It's set in a bar. It's run by Louis C.K. and Steve Buscemi. Who, who are brothers. brothers. And they run a bar and we, we learn that it's been in the family for over 100 years. And and their names are Horace and Pete. And the, their their father and was a Horace or... and, and, and he ran the bar with a Pete. And then his... It's family tradition. Grand, yeah, exactly. So there's always a Horace. It's in the middle of Brooklyn. For 100 years, they've been running this bar. Yeah. And it's like a bar where regulars go, but also hipsters wandering in and out because and so they're So in... Pete from the generation before still works at the bar. Played by none other than Alan Older himself. The original Hawkeye, Hawkeye, baby. Yep. Hawkeye. And uh, yeah, um, it's... Uh, I don't know. It, it starts off like this, it, it, I, and, and Angus and I both discussed this already. It feels like those movies, those short films that um, the vodka movies that Tim, Tim and Eric made with Zach Galifianakis. Waiting for like an absurdist moment to happen because it starts off quite absurd. It's them kind of just dancing in an empty bar. It's really weird. Slowly setting up to like you know old music. It was constantly skirting the edge of like bizarre anti-humor art, but then it would skirt back to kind of this intense drama. But not even intense drama to me. It was like college student drama doing a play. Yeah. No, like well, yeah, it definitely felt like a play. That could happen to every key character happened. Yeah. And, I, and But also what's interesting... Would you say that every character is damaged? I would say that the one thing missing... And I swear I downloaded it in 1080p when I paid for my $5 US episode. You better believe I got all those Ps. I went for the highest res. I wanted all them Ps and I saw no word damaged Above anybody's forehead. That's how you got So to- I was concerned. I was like, well, how do I know if these yeah. people are damaged? But what I found interesting is, well, you said it's so much like a play. The whole thing said in one bar, one setting, a la Hateful Eight. Uh, there's a little other set somewhere else, but it's still contained within the bar. But there's at some stage, 20 people drinking there. And where, you know, you, you hear a bar, you walk into a bar, you hear glasses, you hear music. Nothing, just dead silence and a hum. Did you hear an audible hum? Mm. And I was like, either this was a super cheap production or what I think is more to the point, that hum was intentional. 
Yeah, it's like a, all, like all, all, the, all the fluorescent Budweiser like lamps. Well, not it's just like a hum of the microphone or whatever it was. It turned me off for a long time, and I was like, all I can hear in this background is it was this subtle, subtle, subtle hum. Yeah, but I'm starting to think like for Louis, who's you know directed and written amazing, poignant episodes of television, that was completely intentional. Yeah, it can't be a fuck up. Yeah, it was. It's a miserable hour and seven minutes. Like, like yeah. Steve Buscemi. I mean, I was taking notes last night. And I know. Uh, I, I, I well. too took some notes. I mean, shall we? Shall we look at them and pretend that we're just coming up with them right now? Yeah, sure thing. The first one: weird hum, no background noise, people silent, no one talking, which gives it a real play vibe. Now, that's the first thing I've written down. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I said Louis. In terms of acting, Louis was Louis. It was no different to oh, anything yeah. I've seen. Uh, like, Louis was acting far worse than he does in the, in the FX show. It's almost he was going out of his way. Yeah. And he's not a bad actor, but he's also, I found he was incredibly PC in it, which I th- think Louis always does. Yeah. He always gives himself this super PC role. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, we're, we're going we're gonna to do light spoils on this. Yeah, we're going to do light But I, I could have really done without that. Like, it, it ended when... when without it, what? The, the, that final scene of him breaking up with his girlfriend, I thought was oh, just... Oh, I tuned out. I, I, I was just like, I did not need that. Anyway, come And that's, that's the only scene where it's said somewhere else in, than inside uh, the they, they go area. upstairs a few times. It's, it's, it's that, like, yeah. yeah. At one point, Steve Buscemi has like um, a... Oh, one thing I found interesting. People stumble lines a lot. Yeah. So there was a scene where his daughter came in. The And this isn't a dig at her, but this seems to be like a five-minute plot point. His fat daughter comes in. And she said that uh, it's a line like, I said, but she accidentally says, I scared, I was scared. And then no editing, nothing, just someone, something like which I kind of dug. But yeah. also like, that would never fly. In the because network. we fumble our lines all the time on Hey Fam, and that's as close to real life as I watch. And we never uh, charge $5 an episode, which I'm that's starting true. to think is some of the web, you know, we should reconsider. Um, We'd have to offer long, Hey Fam in 1080p. The takes though. were f- super long, like to a point where I was like, are there even shots in this show? Is it just one static shot? Well, it felt like a play. You know what I mean? It felt so like they rehearsed so. it a few times and just acted the whole thing out in one chunk. Um, and this is where it's starting to get dumb. I'm, this is kind of a bummer. This is the next one. I'm not laughing. Everyone is sad. <laughs> and then I decided the show should be called Louis C.K. is concerned about the future. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually didn't take notes. I instead wrote down five things that this, this show should have been called instead of Horace and Pete's. What a great segue from my last, uh, yeah, what yeah. I thought it should be called. Um, so uh, here's number one, um, shitheads ranting. Yeah. But Pretty how good? far were you in for that? Uh, like, like three minutes. Sure. So it was just after the dancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, number two, don't live in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, number three, never have a drink with Louis CK. <laughs> Uh, number four, Hawkeye's friends fought for this. <laughs> and number five, Louis C.K. has run out of jokes. Also, nobody knows your name. Yeah, no, but <laughs> that's good. Uh, what, How about, cheers to you, fuckhead. <laughs> <laughs> cheers and get fucked. Uh, um, Steve, Steve Buscemi's really, really good in it, but I've because never... Because he's Steve Buscemi and yeah. he's, always, he's, a, he's a class act. I was watching and I was like, I just kept thinking of logistics. I was like... Because there were references, as we've read in every article about this show, to a Trump speech a week ago, if mm. that. And it's like, that stuff could have been added later because it's on a TV, which I noticed. I was like, well, don't give them that much credit. It's coming from a TV and anyone can voice that later. However, yeah. 
It feels how like did this happen? Recently. Yeah, how does something like this happen? But Bashemi in particular, I haven't seen him that uncomfortable in a long time. And I just rewatched Fargo. I was about to say, I haven't in which seen him he in a get, Coen Brothers movie. He got shot in the face and then chopped in the head with an axe and then re- ground through a, uh, a through wood, chipper. wood chipper. I mean, the last time we've seen him on TV was he was quite the opposite in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He was playing like, Suave. you know, Godfather Light, basically. Mm. I mean, Bashemi was amazing. His story in it, I think, is the best one for me personally, just because he gets the most to work with in terms of, you know, he he just we learn something about him during what's quite big, and then we also find out something about him, which is even bigger implications. Though, is it because I didn't really care that much about the characters? Like you guys are all fucks. And what's interesting, it looks like it could be said in the 1970s until someone whips out an iPhone, and that's obviously completely intentional. Or a lot of people are saying this, or I'm like, is it just a sign of the fact that it's the only set they could afford? I don't even know. I think the whole thing is just a very, very strange thing, and I'm happy I watched it. Like, I'm fine that I paid this. for it, but I don't really care if they make another one. But we know there's more because it's called Episode One. And hey, if the Star Wars uh, saga, if anyone else has told me, there's going to be more. But we all know the answer to this. This is just a horrible rhetorical question. Would anybody in the world watch this with Louis C.K.'s name not attached to it? And if you were, weren't on his mailing list, there would be no reason that anybody should be aware of this. But is yeah. that why? Why is he making the? Why isn't this a play? The closest thing it reminds me of is in 2005. I was in New York and I happened to see um, Glenn Glary get sorry, Glenn Gary get Glenn Ross. Are you just fumbled your line, bro? Are you, are, you, are you rehearsing for this episode two? This is episode two of uh, Everybody Hates Your Name and Your Family <laughs> and Why You in New York, starring Louis C.K. and Stephen Buscemi. Uh, I saw him do Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and it reminded me of that because I was like, oh, it's a static set and he's swearing and talking at me. But no. Sure. But there are some very dark moments that I swear are just purely played for laughs. But what about the moments like the 10 minute tirade between liberals and conservatives? But that was like fucking. That's that, like, was that was like, like reading basic a Reddit thread. Level, yeah, that or was, like YouTube comments. Yeah. That's what it was. It was like reading YouTube comments. There's literally a scene, if you haven't seen it, and we're not saying don't watch it because. There are redeeming parts, but there's literally a scene where there's a middleman, i.e. an adjudicator, turns to a conservative and says, so what are your views on liberals? Oh, they're hippies that free the animals, blah, blah, blah. And then after his tirade, said adjudicator turns to liberal and says, and what are your views of conservatives? Oh, they're God bash. And it's just like, really? Like you actually wrote this? Yeah, the same guy who wrote that amazing bit about, we have phones and you're in the sky. Like, yeah, yeah. like, that's are you being deep or is it a fu- that's why I was thinking the Tim and Eric anti-comedy thing I'm like is Louis C.K. being so so like oh I'm writing a basic is this like the anti-Louis C.K. rant yeah, movie? yeah because it's such a basic rant I thought the strangest part of the whole thing was mm-hmm. um, an old guy enters the pub at one oh, point oh, and essentially ke- confesses to murder his family and then starts crying and then, but I felt like that was played for laughs. Well, was I it? found or, that hilarious. I was like, that was like the biggest, that was like pretty much the only real laugh I Because had. it cut to intermission. It reminded me of something that Tim and Eric like, had done, yeah. like Bag Boy or something recently. Like, this really, like, obviously someone's gotten the script to the wrong thing, walks in, delivers this line, and then it's, you know, cuts to a commercial when it shouldn't be. And yeah, I found that super odd. And which yeah. just makes me think it's some kind of grand scheme anti-comedy plan from Louis C.K. Yeah, look, maybe, maybe the next episode will be a completely different Like, premise. maybe they're in Hawaii. It's yeah. all the same characters in the next episode. Nothing is referenced from the last one, and they're running, like, a lure bar. Or I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're throwing a lure or something. Yeah. 
Look, it was interesting. I and five it was bucks, different. No, I would say a dollar. Download it. Yeah, five bucks US. If if LouisCK.com ever does a big a hot sale, twenty percent off. Get on there. Go in. But uh, like here are this, here are some facts. I'm dropping two right now. You could buy Louis CK's first episode of um, Horace and Pete. Pete. Or you could save two dollars and download Leprechaun Back to the Hood, <laughs> which is guaranteed laughs and goes for a little bit longer. Yeah, like no one honks on Louis C.K.'s No dick. one's honking dicks in that. No one ain't honking. There's no leprechaun. There's no one pulling sick-ass bongos with little midgy mans. I know that for a fact in yeah. the Louis C.K. special. There you go. That's the, I mean, that's it was so weird. Hit. Like, no one's really... And I read, um, just, you know, for some perspective, because we're professionals, um, New York Times and I think Vulture commented on it and they were saying it was like genius and like oh no there's no I haven't really seen anything overly critical of it so no, far no everyone's just saying just it's amazing it. yeah, and yeah. I was like is it but is it or are you just saying that because of Louis C.K.'s track record post Pootie Tang which oh it's post Lucky Lou which all f- yeah forget it's like people forget it, it is pretty enthralling in parts and I can understand why I don't know I, I feel like yeah Something like this just dropping out of nowhere. Is it just interesting because this shouldn't exist? Because I, I, I actually thought like, you know, five minutes in, is this just going to be an hour and seven minutes of Steve Buscemi and Louis C.K. just being awkward? And that's I mean, I'd it? be into not, that. Yeah. More so. But even no, it, seemed, it was, it was very yeah. much like a play. It was like, even the dialogue, like for the opening scene, Louis C.K. is opening the bar they run and Steve Buscemi closed the night before. And there's literally a five minute conversation about the rags that, Steve Buscemi left behind and you don't see the rags and that's so play-like. It's like, yeah. but you left these here and it's just kind of like such, I don't know. It was just, there was something about it where I was like, this can't be it, which is either the worst review ever <laughs> or you and I are onto something. You know what I mean? It sucks when you're watching something by someone who you respect and you think their work's great. No, I, I still think it, like, I just don't think it, it should be compared to anything he's done before. Obviously, it's I'm just comparing to other media because unfortunately, yeah. this isn't, I haven't seen it is a form of media. yesterday and I, this is the first bit of media I've seen. And I'm like, <laughs> oh good, all television shows are shot inside a bar and, you know, it's one take and it's really awkward and... uh one of the bar owners is super old and yells at everybody. But it, it, I'm just like, this is really a sign of where we are right now because a show like that, if your only op- option of watching, I guess, short form content, short, sorry, short form content like TV, whatever, was television, which it isn't anymore, that show shouldn't exist. Who would back that show? Yeah. And it's really interesting. It's like, is this Louis C.K.'s passion project? Like, has he been writing this script or this his movie or life. this play his whole life? And we know nothing about it because yeah, the press I reckon, yeah, there has so, to be an element of him. Like, there's something else that we're not being told up. yet because yeah. this is like two days after it's launched, and besides the glowing reviews by the ever liberal New York Times, uh, we haven't heard anything else. It's a very bleak, bleak hour and seven minutes. Yeah, which makes me go back to Tim and Eric, and I'm like, it's such a bleak, horrible, clinical comedy. It's almost like. It just reminds me of one of the sketches, except dragged out. Yeah, and the, one of the producers is um is Vernon Chapman. Yes, and he's done um countless uh, things in the same realm as Tim and Eric. He did uh, Wonder Shows and Xavier Renegade Angel, um, several different. Pro- he did that um the heart the she holler mm. the the Patton Oswalt live yeah, yeah, action yeah. show on on Adult Swim and. It very much fits in, like, you know, yeah. Which it, is why I think it, there's an element of anti-comedy to it more than anything. Yeah. But then you get the caliber of Jessica Lang and Alan Alder and stuff, and you're like, 
who's pitching? Like, who organised this? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's a weird thing that exists. Oh, and Paul Simon theme song. Yeah. It's just like, how's this been kept under rugs? I mean, I know these yeah, guys were big out of nowhere, yeah. 40 years ago and they're not big now, but still. Yeah, it was, it was interesting, man. It's very play-like. Like, I think that would work as a play. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend going to the play, <laughs> but I'm glad I downloaded it and didn't have to go to the play. Yeah. We finished watching um, that first episode of the first season of Fargo the other day. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. Like, you know, really, really knocks you on your ass straight away. And that show shouldn't have worked because it's a seminal Coen Brothers film. Yeah. But when that was announced, I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. And it's, doing- but it's like brutal and bloody and... And again, so you really, really watching bleak. Fargo for the first time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and my wife, it finished, and my wife said, Bianca said to me, like, um, "What happened to all the comedies?" <laughs> and I know that, like, obviously, like you know, there are heaps being made, but for whatever reason, um, I've, you know, after you know, we had Mr. Robot and Jessica Jones, and I haven't really. There aren't. There's I don't watch that many comedies at the Where's moment. Where's Malcolm so. in the middle? You're, true. Where is he? Where's Malcolm? He's still in the middle. Where's the middle? I'll tell you what his dad's doing. Cooking meth and just getting absolutely and, and being owned. Eaten, eaten by Japanese monsters. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're right. The laughs are gone. Louis yeah. C.K. doesn't even laugh anymore. Well, what are the big comedies that I mean? I've never watched Broad City. I know I should watch Broad City. You haven't watched Broad City? No, I just told ah, you. Ah, season three starts extremely soon. Broad City is. A breath of goddamn fresh air. Yeah, I should watch it's that. It's such a well-made show. It's so hilarious. It's original as hell. Look, my neighbours, if you can hear it, they're yeah. having a good time. Na- I just yeah. lent them the DVD this morning. I said, <laughs> hey, we're recording tonight. Make sure you hit play. When you hear us, hit record. If I hear you laughing, it's a good recommendation. Um, uh, Broad City's great. We obviously, we talked about Silicon Valley in our best Sil- television yeah, of Silicon last year. Valley episode. Is great. That, that's one of my favourite shows. The it last seems they like have to be really... It seems the lowbrow comedy, and sorry for you, uh, Big Bang Theory heads out there, but it seems to be that the, the, it's a trend in television that lowbrow comedy doesn't happen as regularly or as often. Well, you, you, you're a big fan of Workaholics. That came Huge back fan. recently. That's, that's, that's relatively lowbrow, you would that's say. That's super right? lowbrow, but it's on a cable network. I'm talking about these... Oh, like, like, like big mainstream comedies. Yeah, 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 like they seem to be few and few. Like Workaholics is like just stupid bro humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that came back. Are the new episodes good? I haven't watched any yet. Yeah, right. I'm waiting. Like I said, don't pirate and wait. With, well, despite saying that, paying for a VPN and waiting for it to arrive on Hulu, <laughs> which is kind of brutal. It's like, well, are you worried about how long your VPN is going to last for with Netflix cracking down? I have on no it? fear. You have a, you you trust in your VPN? I have no fear whatsoever. Hey, Netflix, come and get him. Hey, HBO now, Netflix, Hulu, come and get me. But uh, yeah, um, admittedly, you know, not as excited for Workaholics as I once was because I watched a show like Broad City. Right, cool. Which is a far better show. Um, they air after one another on the same channel. So right, they're pumped sure. into the same night. But I just think it's a far better written show, far better acted. And yeah, it's kind of reminds me of the early seasons of Workaholics. Right, cool. Works in its favor. Like it's Workaholics has now reached that realm where they're, you know, even though like heroes of mine like Tim Heidecker, etc., will star on it, it's kind of reached a very unbelievable realm. Sure. But uh Broad City still got it. And I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm just like after two seasons, I'm like, just don't don't start doing those fantastical episodes too much or yep. you're getting a lot of money now, you're getting a lot of interest. But yeah, but I don't think they will. Those those gals, super sassy, super smart, and just funny as hell. 
Alright, I'll watch Broad City. Yeah, watch Broad City, um, man. People these, love these, it. These bleak, vaguely funny dramas. And here's the best thing, you probably don't have to pay for it. It's not five bucks an episode, Louis C.K. You don't need that money. You sold out the opera house. We all saw you there. You were there, I was there. I paid a lot more than five dollars to I paid see a Louis C.K. I've given Louis C.K. I think more than I've given most family members besides my parents. Like that's, <laughs> that's I mean, a hell of a if point. If we're gonna put on a family tree, uh he, he's coming like, you know, second cousin style. Yeah, so there are a lot of like animated comedies. Mm. Um, over obviously, like the big one of the last, the big ones of the last few years. You got Bob's Burgers and you Archer. got Bobby's Beige. You got uh, and look, what's the common denominator there? That's what not what tonight's episode's about. <laughs> no, well, I mean, like yeah, Archer and and Bob's Burgers are both, you know, uh, the final success of of uh, animation makers that have been trying to have a hit. Um, obviously, the guy who makes Archer in the past has made Frisky Dingo and Sea Love 2021, and the guy who made Bob's Burgers has made Home Movies and Doctor Cats, and they're both finally having mainstream success with those shows. They both happen to start. They're both on Fox H. Network. John Benjamin uh, um, in the uh, in the title role. Um, um, Archer's on FX. Yeah, Bob's yeah. Burgers on Fox. Like, yeah, there you go. Huge um, Congratulations. I started watching um, Moonbeam City. Which oh is yeah, a, a cartoon recommended to us by John Valenzuela. That's right, he mentioned it. Best television yeah. episode of last year. Rob Lowe stars as the main character. It's set. The, the animation looks like a Duran Duran album cover. Oh wow! Um, it's you really, really it? stylized and yeah, it's super fun. It's super goofy. Uh, Will Forte does a voice, and I could, I love Will Forte so much. Will Forte is very easy to love. Um, there's an awesome voice cast outside of those guys too but yeah that, that's a lot of fun but the reason I, I see into animated comedy is that my your favorite passion you my favorite house, TV you have show. many um, yeah many many indicators of this passion um, it's my favorite television show of all time the Venture Brothers of all time yeah easily hands down Huge. man like not like and watching when you watch a new episode, you, I can't. I just yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I was right when I said this is my favorite episode, favorite television show of all time. Consistency is such a thing that we let get by the wayside and things we love. So Venture Brothers started out um, almost. I feel like it's a, must ten years be, ago. Yeah, must, I feel like it's more than a decade ago. Um, it started out as a parody of like uh, Johnny, Johnny Quest, Johnny Quest, and the the boy adventurer kind of television shows. The Hanna Barbera owned. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of. The f- original Adult Swim shows centered around reusing old Hanna Barbera animation. 20, so, yeah. Sealab Twenty Twenty One, um, Aquatine Hunger Force, Brack. Space Goes Coast to Coast, Brack, all stemmed off weird things that popped up in like a weird know, auxiliary character on um, a super old Hanna Barbera Saturday morning show, but instead giving them a talk show a la Space Ghost. Yeah. So when Which Venture Brothers started, it, it felt like them. You know, it was a, a bit more fleshed out, very Next common evolution. Adult Swim idea. But it quickly morphed into something so much deeper than that as they introduced more characters and you learnt what the world they were, they were talking about was all about. And, uh, you know, it's very much a, a, it's, it's, it's a parody at all times of, of so many different things, but all the characters have such amazing depth. And How do you watch it here? Because I know, like, watching Adult Swim in that, like, 10-year-ago period... It was a really hard thing. Was Bro, like, is this whenever anyone, DVD yeah, well, whenever this? anyone went to America, I'd be like, "Can you find this season one or season two really? on DVD?" And I'd have to, you know, like how pay hard like forty five bucks. Man, yeah. I had the maddest Amazon account. Like, if I, I know it's all still there, but if you log in and check your account back, then like, how much harder and expensive was it? 
to find things you wanted then. And there was a DVD store um, around the corner from where I lived, uh, the first share house I lived in, in in Newtown. And they used to sell Adult Swim DVDs, like single disc ones for like 55, 60 bucks. Just and I bought all of them. Aren't they? I bought the first season of Flight of the Concords on DVD for, for like 60 bucks. Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. Great uh, series, I've got to say. Series. I, mean, I love that series. So well Worth written. every penny, to be honest. But yeah, just crazy to, to think about yeah. what things cost now. But yeah, I mean, so Venture Brothers now, obviously, six seasons in. Um, they're very sporadic with when the seasons come out. And there's why is, up that? To is two, that something? Because it's the same. There's only two people who write every episode. That's good. They also voice... 80% of the characters themselves. Sure. Um, so it's a very, it's, yeah, Doc, Doc Hammer and um, the other one. It's very South Park, <laughs> not to compare the two, but you know I love South Park, but also they're only written by a handful of people and voiced by the two people. And that's why they take like, you know, a year between, you know, yeah, six but, episodes. But they sometimes. can pump out an episode, you know, in a week, right? Yeah. That's, their, that's, their, that's their claim to fame. Whereas it is these guys... Like the the animation is animated in a in a very classic style sure. that you know it's not cheap. Um, it's not cardboard cutouts. No, exactly. And uh, yeah, it, it, there's there's just so much to love and so much warmth about Venture Brothers. And it, at the end of the day, it is the fucking funniest show ever. And like and, I and said, it's I, so my challenge fast. is you to watch them all. Yeah, I, yeah, the challenge was if you watch Venture Brothers, I'll, I'll watch Star Wars Rebels. Clone Wars. Clone Wars, whatever, same thing. It's the same thing. Um, but it's you you watch an episode of Venture Brothers and a new one that you haven't seen before and just to take everything in, most of your mind is going, I can't wait to watch this again. I was about to say, how many times do you watch an episode? Like as soon as it airs, are you like... Like minimum twice. I can't wait to watch that again. I've already watched the, the episode that aired last night twice. Now, how was it? How long was the wait between the last episode of season five and this one? So we got an hour-long special in in between, but I feel like... It's is that been, something they do often or is it more like a... Fun, uh, they have done it for so the last two series. Is it more like a yeah, shit? Yeah, but it's, up to, so like, it's you know, up to two years in between each series because they spend so long writing. And sure. the series aren't long series either. You're talking about between like eight and 13 episodes. And are these guys doing anything else in between making the show? Or is um, it just one of them wrote for um, uh, Super Jail for a little bit and uh, the other one is in like a shitty band. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, 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 they do cons. They do all that kind of stuff. You got to do cons, don't you? Yeah, I mean, but this is their their passion. You know, they they love these characters. They love the story they're telling, and I feel like that's why they're they're so protective about it. Um, now, who was in charge of the tick? The tick? That's them. Those are, these Both are the same guys. Right. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to say. So I was well, a huge tick fan. Yeah, yeah. So these these guys, the, the live the action tick. Yeah. With, with Patrick Warburton yeah. as the tick. Yeah. He he is the voice of Brock Sampson, one yeah. of the greatest characters in in the Venture Brothers. Um, it's just it's so a they really, were in charge you, of the animated series. Was that so? They weren't in charge. I of the don't think series. so. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, if you like comic books, if you like uh, action Saturday morning continuity. cartoons, if you love continuity, if you love canon, canon, <laughs> I just uh, got goosebumps. Uh, you'll love Venture Brothers. How hard is it to respect canon? Retcons yeah. are for the weak. <laughs> if you retcon something. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, that's why I love, like, I love reading Marvel comics because they, they, they do... Mi- no, they do mini retcons. They don't actually like... They don't never wipe the history. They just start again. Except Secret Wars. Not really, though. It's like a coward's retcon. No, well, they've barely retconned anything. Okay. They've retconned like three things at the uh, after Secret Wars, which is crazy. Spoiler because alert: Miles Morales' wife, mom's alive. Yeah, well, I mean, they killed the Ultimate Universe, but 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 the actual, the actual regular Marvel yeah. Universe that's existed, they haven't made that many changes sure. to it out of this. Thor's not in it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's still the same. It's, 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 it's as it left it. Sure. So Thor is still unworthy, but that happened in the anyway. This is sure. very very. Very a lot of depth. We're doing another comic book episode of Hey Fam, the bonus episode with Siobhan next week. The uh, Siobhan, Nate, and myself. Just listen to it. Download it. We're going to be talking about Secret Wars as an event, and also another one of our favorite comics from last year, The Fade Out. Bought it um, last week based on the episode you made when I was in Japan. Yeah, it's a hot, hot, got the hot story. Um, trade paperback picked up. Get it twelve ninety five. How good is a um, trade paperback as a rapper name? How good? Oh, man. How fucking good would an MC called trade? Yeah. Like, I maybe like the same way. I think like, it's just got a badassness to it. Yeah, or you could do like like Trey, like Trey songs, like T-R-E-Y. Yeah. And then duh, like D, trade. Traded paper, duh, yeah. paperback. Back with just a K or Trade a paperback, baby. Trade a paperback. <laughs> yeah, tra- oh, it's got a lot going for it. Fuck yeah, I bought the TB, uh, T. Yep. <laughs> TBD TBP TPB uh, Based on that rec And look at that Even if you host a podcast You can still be recommended By said podcast On the episode <laughs> you're not in Yeah It's it's a real good pick And we'll be talking about We'll be, we'll be talking about that As a whole Because we've only Talked about it as like You know Issue to issue in the past So Reading it I'm just like How long is it Till it gets made Into the next Netflix series oh, See I was having an argument Last night with a friend Who also reads a lot of comics And I think That comics are the best art form and that compared to anything because anything i just i there are some stories that i consider the best stories i've ever enjoyed and i never want them to be anything besides a comic book i agree i think um i don't know if it's about the best art form but it's definitely an art form which i love the respect to its original medium which has changed over time i mean think about uh popular recording music like it used to be on phonograph then record then cd cassette like it's gone through many phases but Comic book, still printed on paper, it's still between an artist and an illustrator. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're the same, barely any of the time. And it's a yeah, month by month process. And I'm just like, it's such a still, out of every format, which we've seen change over time. And even with the advent of digital comics, it's still a format where it has to be a certain amount of pages. Mm-hmm. Like the restrictions which come with comics is something that which most other mediums were 
I guess they felt like they were shackles before. Like we must be confined to be doing a movie this long or a record this long. But comics kind of is stuck to that. And I kind of really dig that. I love the fact it's like, oh shit, it's a new issue by this artist and this writer and it's going to be for 12 months. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. There's something, about it. It's, there's something very traditionalist about it. And the fact you still go to a comic shop, they wrap in a paper bag and hand it to you and you go home and read it. Like, yeah. So when, cool. I, when I hear news like, you know, oh, they're making Preacher into a into a TV show they're making Scalped into a TV show they're making Southern Bastards into a TV show like comic books that I love are they I making love. both of those last two shows yeah, yeah they are um, yeah right it's just like I, I, I don't know that, like Kevin Smith has a famous quote about like you know don't be bummed out that someone's going to be you know watching something you love in a way that you're not used to like look on it like that thing that you love is now going to find a wider a bigger audience and yeah. there is that for sure but I just wish that like more people would just accept that like comic books are fucking sick and, or also and read the hell out of them. Read them before they watch the other one and just be like... And just be real snooty about it like I am. Yeah. And and it's like, you know what? It's an awesome segue, bro. Yeah. Guess, guess what I'm trying to segue to? I'm going to wow. segue into comic books turning into movies. So obviously I'm Dead segue pile. into... Dead pile. Dead pile. <laughs> Interpol. Dead <laughs> Interpol. Um Angus and I have uh, hot preview tickets to the Deadpool premiere. Yeah, this week. Uh, it, when you listen to this, it'll be tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts on the Deadpool movie? We spoke about it briefly with Alexi last week. Yeah. I see it being, you know, Deadpool's an interesting character, never been one of my favorites, but glad Deadpool exists. Um, bit of a breath of fresh air for Marvel. Kind of created, I guess, for the wrong reasons. I mean, wasn't it always like a Deathstroke kind of... Yeah, but he's like, you know, he, like where, where he breaks Deathstroke the is... Wall, he talks to you. He's kind of yeah. this goofy. He's like got the same powers of Wolverine. Like it seems to be whatever anyone wants him to be. And he's great. And he's kind of been this, you know, unofficial, hilarious mascot. He's re- very good in small doses. Great in small doses. Would never really want to read a whole series starring Deadpool. There, yeah, Jerry Jerry, uh, Jerry Conway's... Oh, fuck, that's definitely not his name. Jerry Duggan. <laughs> Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn... That's right. Did a, they did, did the relaunch did of the run, And I read happened. a lot of that. That was quite fun. Yeah, I read a few of that. And it's and I, fun. I loved uh, Deadpool on the Uncanny Avengers book that Rick Remender wrote. That's like one of my favorite sure. runs ever. And Deadpool is fantastic on the team. Is like his usual goofy self, but it works. Sure. But he's not a mutant, is he? Yeah, yeah he's a mutant. That's why Fox had the rights to him. Oh, man. right. So he's a mute because you. Anyway, he's, yeah, well, in, he's he's uh, um, like Weapon X. Like yeah, a, he's one of, part of, out of the Weapon X program. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we've only seen in film uh, Deadpool spectacularly. Yeah, not given ever. the treatment he deserves. He has he has Cyclops's laser eye. Yeah, Cyclops's laser eye has no mouth for a character and called he the Merc with a mouth. Teleport. And Why was he called the Merc with a mouth and not given a mouth in that film? Like that that's is true. that's like giving Spider Man uh, cat powers. So they've retconned that. that retconned? That's, that's out. I think. I think. Fox oh, have you seen the entire wanna... any of the X Men movies? They're retconning every film that comes out. Yeah, totally. Um, Keep using time travel as an excuse. Jesus <laughs> Christ! But, uh, so lazy. So Red Deadpool's been this movie that everyone that fans thought would never actually. Well, years be made. ago there was this pitch, and Ryan Reynolds was like, "And look, the, his defense, Ryan Reynolds, who played him in uh, Wolverine X Men Origins, ha- is a huge passionate Deadpool fan, and ever since then he's vo- voiced his kind of utter disappointment of his on screen portrayal. So I'm like." I will do anything I can to play Deadpool. And I was always like, uh, th- you know what? He probably doesn't care that much. Turns out he does. And uh, famously, a couple of years ago, 
a what a five minute demo reel i guess um it was cg too it was just kind of like this is the type of deadpool film we can make for you leaked at a comic con yeah and it was huge i mean it was swearing and this was at a time when people weren't doing that in comic films and they don't really do still to this day yeah i mean beyond like kick-ass there's not that yeah. many like you know super r-rated comic book movies especially ones that have ties to marvel and dc totally and this was a complete marvel character swearing killing people left right and center, like quite violent and it looked pretty cool maybe it looked cool in a five minute dose i don't know anyway lo and behold and it's amazing that's actually happened the more i think about it the film launches very soon and so we're watching it this week and i don't know i mean you asked me what i think about it i think a film like this i mean the trailers have been obviously going for a kind of like this ain't your daddy's marvel movie which look in all of there's there are ads everywhere all of the city where it's deadpool and then above it it says where do they get a load of me like this cribbing the line from the joker says in uh in batman yeah yeah i mean look fox are going to town because they haven't had a character like this yeah i'm like let him have it there's a this could be a great thing in the sense that it's giving look the marvel movies are very you know disney not not they're not like besides age of family movies yeah, Age of Ultron directly quotes a Disney movie being Pinocchio. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, there's some certain things. I'm kind of like, you know what? This could open the door. But it could open the door for yeah, characters I... which would be like, eh, they would never get a film. I mean, if a guy like Ryan Reynolds who has a bigger name behind him, enough money, enough backing can get this movie made. I'm like, you know what? This could be pretty good for movies which we were like, eh, we'll never see that made into a yeah, film. I mean, I feel like Guardians already did that for, every, for, for little characters. But no one wanted right? Guardians. Deadpool was a far more popular yeah, yeah, property yeah. than Guardians before we knew we wanted Guardians. You know what I mean? Guardians was kind of like Marvel going, fuck, leafing through their <laughs> book of what do we own? And we're like, well, this could kind of work. I mean, not in a bad way, because I, I I know you're not a big fan of the Guardians film. I dig the film, but it's kind of like that was Marvel's Marvel's kind of... Uh, yeah, like their, their wild card. It was a wild card, absolutely. Low risk, didn't cost a lot. They had a director who's pre- previously just done Troma and in, in indie films. Jump onto that. Um, I mean, I don't even know who's directing Deadpool, actually. I mean, it's not about who's directing Deadpool. It's actually like a, a quite an old guy. I know it because uh, uh, he he came up on, on uh, the Fat Man on Batman podcast recently. Sure. Yeah, and it's, it's an old guy who's finally taking his shot at making a big blockbuster. Um, I'm kind of like rooting for it. Yeah, I, and I was Colossus too. And it's kind of interesting that X, this is the first time we're going to be seeing an expansion of the X universe. We've never seen that in Fox's, God, almost 20 years of owning the X property and putting out X films. This is the first time they've alluded to a, you know, a character outside that universe. Outside the X-Men. Yeah, outside team, the X-Men yeah. franchise, sorry. And, and this is also like, the, the first time that we're going to see mutants in modern day since in, oh, in yeah, years since because they've done first, first class. class and, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty exciting. Yeah, but and I was very excited. I thought, I thought that sizzle reel that got released a, while, a few years ago was actually pretty fun. It uh, was. The, it was him driving around in the back. The, of the more jig. I've seen of this movie, is it's like looks like it's going to be the most annoying piece of shit ever. It might be though. I, I'm, I'm open to that. I'm open to that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy we don't have to pay to go see it. So uh, we will report on that to you very soon. We'll be doing listeners. a straight up Deadpool reaction side. Definitely. Um, right now, though, I want a reaction to. Uh, a hot piece of TV property that Oof. you have been forcing yourself to watch. How many episodes have you watched? <sighs> Two. And we, look, we've been getting a lot of uh, email. When we started this show almost a year ago, 
We had some goals. We were talking about the TV we were watching. It just so happened it was American winter summer, which meant that we were just flourishing in absolute TV gold. We had a new season of TD, True Detective. We had Ballers. We had The Rock's debut on primetime television that wasn't a wrestling event. And my God, if, if you weren't excited by that, then there's no reason why you should be listening to this. Anyway, there has been a drought and we used to have a lot of regular segments and... Oh, what's this? And because uh, yeah, to 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 uh, to be a real for a second, Ballers was a massive piece of shit. And uh, every week we would make Angus watch it, and he would report to us. I'd give on... a minute to two minute kind of recap on like how many girls did you know titty runs and how many times The Rock parked a car and answered a phone call and how many big breakfast characters ate and stuff like that. <laughs> but there hasn't been anything to fill that void lately. And again, and this seems to be like a bit of a broken record excuse, but I do blame a lot of it on um, Hideo Kojima's last game, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I'm sure everyone in the country would. I'm sure. I'm sure the whole world would. I'm sure he's got an absolute pardon. Just for a uh, funny point, I did watch Star Wars: The Force Awakens again, and there was a huge rumor going around. Seventh that, time, sixth time, sixth time that when um, BB-8 rolls away after the whole. Uh, turmoil and Jakku in the first few minutes there's that great and this is the first scene in the movie where I was like oh it's a Star Wars movie where this like big kind of two-eyed alien sticks its head out of the ground and yes like, and it says Kojima and it's been confirmed that's what he says Kojima yeah it was on the Star Wars website holy shit yeah so that's there's mad. some big ass uh, bad robot and Kojima Studios love going on which some photos online have uh, proven in the past it's quite I a tangent Venom Snake's arm and C-3PO's arm Anyway, like, just need to get that out. <laughs> it's like Tourette syndrome, but instead of like random loud swearing, it's just you have to just shout out Metal like Gear Metal Gear Solid and Star Wars yeah. facts. And look, the two have never united before, so yeah. We'll, if people want that photo, we'll send it to them. We're not going to upload it on the Facebook page; it's old. Anyway, I have another podcast called The Green Light Boys. In it, Shane Warne is a character that frequences very often. Australia's lo- Shane Warne. Our Shane, our Warne. Shane Warne. Look. I love Shane Warne. He is the embodiment of Kenny Powers. He is the... I mean, how do you explain Shane Warne to somebody who doesn't know Shane Warne? You just can't. Yeah. He's uh, he's if a meat pie was a person that could play creepy cricket. But also a very vain meat pie who will take selfies of themselves until they perfect the perfect pursing of the lips. Anyway, horrible... We all know who Shane Warne is. <laughs> I've ne- look. I- I've lived without. A t- this actually sounds like such a snob, and I don't mean it to. But my apartment doesn't have an aerial for TV, so I can't watch television as it airs. I moved out for a brief period for some years. Had it then, didn't really love it. Have moved back to said original apartment. Still don't have it. It's kind of unlocked in a bit of a um, stalemate with my landlords who don't want to install one, and they're like, "Oh, buy rabbit ears." No, you should be providing that. You know, that that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't watch a lot of reality TV shows, what I'm trying to say. I don't watch a lot of television <laughs> on regular television. So when people I work with talk about MasterChef or Kitchen Rules or those amazing TV shows. Where you work at Channel 7. When I'm working, doing my, my intern at Channel 7 at the <laughs> morning, then I'm doing my lunchtime shift at Channel 10 and wrapping up things in Sweet Dog Afternoon Time at Channel 9. I don't know what anyone's talking about and it's getting really bad. However, thanks to, uh, you know, catch-up TV, things are okay. So, I'm subjecting myself to a little phenomenon called 
I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Is it called Help? I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It's just I'm a celebrity. I think the help's implied with the whole get me out of here thing. (laughs) Unless, um, I don't know, I mean, maybe that's an extreme version of the show. Never watched it before and thought, look, I do love Shane Warne. I did do a live show last year, which was me picking up girls on Tinder and men using only Shane Warne's tweets uh, as part of Sydney's Rider Festival. And that was funny. I was like, well, Shane's great. He's a great ins- inspiration of myself. I should give him this attention back. And my God. So the premise is a bunch of, and I'm p- using very loose terms here, celebrities. I dropped into the middle of the jungle in Africa, legitimately in Africa this season. I mean, I have no idea what they're before. And I was expecting straight up Warn Dog. Not in the first episode, which was devastating because the first episode was... He wasn't seven, even in it. 70 minutes long. Who was? Well, here's the thing. I felt kind of out of touch. I, I started doubting my own prowess watching it going, I have no fucking idea who these people are. So not one of the other celebrities you knew? No, but here's the best thing. None of the other celebrities knew who the other celebrities were. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so they're walking up to each other going, oh, what do you do? And someone was like, oh, I had a song a year ago. I'm like, oh, great, great. One was Anthony Kalila. Uh-huh. So that's like the caliber of what we're working with here. So it was kind of like... 30 to 40 minutes of like first day of year seven. Just a lot of people pretending to know about each other, not really knowing. It was amazing. Anyway, fast forward to episode two, which I watched before you headed over the saving. Good gracious me. Uh, So the only thing that these celebrities, I'm using the loosest terms. I mean, there's a comedian. I look, I don't, I'm not really into comedy. Don't tell most of the people listen to this. Don't tell Uh, most of our guests. Akmel, the Australian comedian. Uh, Yeah, he's on there. He's on there. A Lady from Prisoner, the TV show from the 70s. Yep. Sorry, I did know one celebrity. Hey, hey, it's Saturday's Joe Beth Taylor. Oh, beautiful. I mean, you know, this is what we're working with. An AFL player, a home and away star. Like a lot of people who, yeah, unless you're kind of really deep in there, you don't get it. However, I think there's a reason why the caliber of these celebrities is so, you know, lowercase celebrity as opposed to an uppercase. It's because old Shane Dog, uh, his fee was uh, a cute two million. So worth it though. So worth it. Because so, you know he's just going to be such a fucking stupid cunt. So it's just like watching Eastbound and Down go safari. So he finally shows up in episode two. So he shows two. up in episode two. He gets yeah. stripped of everything. So the rules of this show are basically you're in a remote location. There are two teams, so to speak, I think. I mean, I was hot windowing this. I was watching this along with a lot of other things on my laptop. But I think that the premise is you get to perform tasks and if you complete those tasks without yelling the catchphrase, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, you then reward the rest of your village, tent, whatever, food. So an, ex- an instance of something uh, in which someone would have to yell out that catchphrase was uh, Read It's Head Tonight, in which Shane Warne and one of his AFL friends, they'll put in what was legitimately like, uh, they called it a human hourglass, but it looked like more of those tubes that people travel in on Futurama, you know? Sure, yep. So they entered and it was this big clear glass kind of pipe thing and they dropped corn to Shane's neckline. Like, and this was great. So I was like cobs of corn or just tin Not cobs, it's like, I guess it was like shucked kernels, corn. Kernels, kernels. Yeah, the rains so are here. Yeah, and it was all there to the neck and it's 50 degree heat, which they reminded me a lot. It's also hosted by Chris Brown, not the woman hitter, but the, the the dog carer. If that means anything, I mean, I don't want no. So the R and B singer. Yeah, yeah, the R and B singer, <laughs> the dog carer. 
exactly. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Anyway, uh, so they had this corn up to their neck, and then over the course of twelve minutes, they dropped first like witchy grubs, crabs, snails, frogs, eventually snakes. And I'm like, this is fucking ludicrous. Like, obviously, <laughs> these guys are going to get killed. And they've got goggles on, and Shane was just like sweating and closing. And there's like snakes snapping at his head, and he's just like, I'm not going to open my eyes. I'm not going. And anyway, if they survived that for twelve minutes, which which they did, according to the show, which. It, was probably four minutes. I mean, who who knows? This isn't the podcast that gets into breaking down the, uh, you know... The, not about maths. Not about maths, but also not about the, you know... the Conspiracy theories. Yeah, you say moon that. landings. Yeah. Who needs them? Exactly. Thanks, Stanley Kubrick, for shooting that moon landing. But... And then they won food for doing that. They won and food? Yeah. Corn? No. Oh, God, they got to eat the snakes. No, they didn't even get that. Like, I, I, I think I stopped watching after that. I think I'd seen everything I need to see. But, yeah, I think I'm watching it for HeyFam. On behalf of all of us, thanks, I guess. Yeah, it goes for a long time, though. So, I guess we'll check out, like, if next week, if I'm still watching it. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Here is the thing, as long as Shane warns in it. There is a chance that he will yell out, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I don't watch reality shows. I don't know the rules. I'm watching this even at, like, 50% capacity. (laughs) Would you say that Shane Warne is um, Australia's The Rock? Uh, look, I actually think that Rock's like, I can't see Shane Warne carrying a huge, like, Fast and the Furious is such a big American franchise. True. The closest thing I can think of is Red Dog. Imagine if Shane like Warne had his Shane own version. if Shane Warne and Red Dog, no, just imagine Shane and, like, if he was, if Red Dog sucked, because The Rock didn't come in the first Fast and the Furious, I know they're doing Blue Dog right now. If Shane came into that and everyone was like, man, I was sick of Red Dog. Right, Red Dog is in like that, that, that movie, Australian movie about the dog. Yeah, so they're doing a sequel now. I, I, I think Red dog. Dog's our Fast and the Furious. Who's the team? Shane Warne, Red Dog. Dog's... Kenny? Dog is... No, Kenny wait, is wait, in like... Dog is legit. Paul Walker because the dog died. Hectic, bro. That's the fucked dog, up. <laughs> pull one out for Red Dog. Too soon. <laughs> the dog died, so Paul Walker is legit is Red Dog, which is oh, why... Also, spoilers on Red Dog. The spoilers dog on Red Dog. No, I mean, the dog died in real life. The oh, actor heavy. dog. Oh, whoa. Yeah, that's what I mean. Parallels. But because they didn't do that in the movie, they can keep him alive, a la Cody Walker, Paul Walker's little brother, CJ that face up a bit. He's anyone he wanted him to be. You know what I'm talking about? Hollywood, baby. It's, it's, that's Hollywood, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you got Blue Walker, Cody dog. <laughs> Kenny would be in the team. He'd be the plumbing guy. Like, you know, the guy who knows the insides of buildings. Yep. Daryl Summers. All right. Just out of nowhere for sure. No, Daryl's got skills. Nathan like, Cavalieri. Oh, yeah. He's a sedu- seductor. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Jesus. And Jesus. No. No? I didn't say Marcus Dibble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we're going to be giving you... Oh, well, Angus is. I'm not going to watch this. Yeah, um, that was so bad. So what was harder to watch? Um, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here, or um, Louis Louis C.K.'s Horace and Pete. Probably talking about I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here was the hardest thing I've had to do. <laughs> At um, least you don't have to explain it every week now. Though one just for its complete shite sideshow esque ridiculous entertainment where your brain doesn't have to think and go, is this funny or is this sad or is this a statement or is this a New York Times article? <laughs> I'm saying right now I had more fun watching I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here than Louis C.K.'s new series. Put that in a... Shots fucking fired. Oh, man, we haven't used that sound effect for a while. Popping it in right now. Um, 
last night I tweeted um, TV show idea. Um, I'm not a celebrity. Get me into there. Hey. And then I, do you ever do that where you tweet a joke and you're like, wait a minute? I think surely a million. That. And then you you search it. Yeah. And there are like four thousand people that have already tweeted that. And then you promptly delete that tweet. Um, I, I had that, that happened to me last night. Oh, I've had that before. I tweeted. Um, it, it was as if you were logging into a Wi-Fi. You know, when you get prompted and it's like name, and it was like name, and it was like my Wi-Fi, and then I wrote password is nice, <laughs> and I was like, that's great, that's Borat, that's a modern joke. Googled it, and then no, you know how I found out? This is so fucking embarrassing. A guy was, you know how um Neil Hamburger on Twitter will go. Once a month, just retweet everybody who's ever said Taco Bell's made him yeah. sick. Someone retweeted me. And I was like, oh, cool. That's an old tweet of mine. That's really weird. Had to check. Because you got to see who retweets if you don't know them. You're just yeah. kind of like, oh, who is this so-and-so? It was somebody who was re- going on a tirade of retweeting my Wi-Fi is nice. And I just felt like a real piece of shit. It's a real A-grade hack. I felt like, you know what I felt like? I'm a celebrity. <laughs> Get me out of here. Get me out of my own feed. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the show, <laughs> we said we would talk about video games. Let's do it very quickly. Oh yeah, wrap this motherfucker up. The Witness is out. It's uh, the latest game by the guy who did Braid. He made it using all the millions that he made off selling Braid, uh, and uh, it's it's a puzzle game. It's like if Mist had like weird Jenga puzzles. Watching the trailer, the first thing I thought was Mist, and you guys might remember Braid. It was like a it looked like a traditional two D platformer. However. It played with time mechanics, so if you died, you could actually hold down one of uh, the buttons, and it would go back, would and it would replay exactly what you just did. And you could pin, you could let go of the button, said button, boom, and do it again. And it was it was amazing. It was such a simple, simple thing. Um, but then it opened up a world of complex puzzles that were very difficult to fight. Totally, and it was a game that had like a classic sad ending, which everyone wrote think pieces about. But also, it was one of I I think something which we'd now take for granted. It was one of the first big indie games, like a game which was competing against AAA titles yeah. for like game awards, but it was never physically released. This was a straight up like um, PSN, Xbox Arcade or whatever they're calling it. You know what I mean? This was like yeah. one of the first big games which a guy kind of, great game developer, dodged the big guns, dodged the traditional, you know, sending out a game to JB or whatever and was online. And this is his next game. And it's been so many years, like seven years. Yeah, and everyone that I know that's playing it, um, these puzzles that you have to solve within the game. So it's first person. Yeah, but then you, you come across these puzzles and you have to solve mm. the, you, you have to solve the puzzles. Some of them are like you know, connect the line to these two shapes. And so you're in an island. Thing. It's kind of like you've been dropped an island. There's no one yeah. else there. But the puzzles it's kind of like themselves. stylized graphics. But yeah, that's, so that part. Yeah, it looks amazing. It looks, looks beautiful. Fantastic. It's very exploratory. But the puzzles themselves hard as fuck, right? Uh, yeah, and everyone that I know that's playing is like there's had no hand holding pens and papers and and try yeah. and work out the puzzles using like graphs and and that's really and funny codes and like, yeah the original nes games they used to, now you don't even get instruction booklets with games which again uh it's, it's kind of strange because you know you're, you're supposed to check them on the screen or something but it used to be i remember having super mario brothers like the last four pages was lined so yeah, it said notes notes and that was for you to write down like passwords and like Codes and secret lives and stuff like yeah, that, and, like, and it's and just like draw the levels so you know where all the totally. bad guys are. And, and it hasn't yeah. happened for a while. And then when I saw people writing on the back of envelopes like codes or what this door and, they, and the coolest thing is that like everyone that I've seen, like people work out the same puzzle using completely different notes and share it. And they're like, "Oh, you did it this way." Yeah, yeah. it's really, really. So wild. you've got so a 
You got I've got, it, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it downloaded. It's on my on my PS4. I'm ready to play it. But I, um, I um, look. I, if anyone knows how to buy time, <laughs> I've I've got a little bit of money aside. Braid. And what I want to do is just buy a few days. Dude, Braid, you go back in time. That's true. Yeah, I want that Braid thing. Go back in time and somehow get more time through doing that. Uh, so why'd you get? Do you think again this would be a game that anyone would buy? Is this the Louis C.K. show this week of games? Do you think anyone would have bought it if it didn't have a big dog's name attached to it who made Braid? Well, I mean, I feel like it's different in this case because he's only ever made one game. I don't want to call him Big Dog. Yeah, and, like, and, you know, and, and I feel like the, the point of, of this game being what it is is because he made that game the way that Braid, you know, was as successful as it was. So, I, I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from, fam, but... Uh, I, 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 I am picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, Jonathan Blow is his name. That's right. Great name. Um, so you've been playing Knights of the Old Republic on, uh, yeah. on your iPhone. Yeah, look, I've never played an iPhone game that's been like a big console port before. Like I know they've you know put out the GTAs and they've put out Street Fighters and games which, you know... Don't really work on the iPhone. No, which phones and stuff uses, oh, we're going to take over game. It's kind of like, well, we've got a virtual control and it stinks. So... Played all the Mass Effects, love them, and love Star Wars. So, you know, it was Lexi Tuliopoulos who was kind of like when we were having a old band writing sesh. I was like, you should really play Knights of the Old Republic. And I was like, look, I kind of... I, the first one came out on Xbox in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, whenever the Xbox came out. <coughs> I never owned an Xbox, so I missed it. It was an exclusive, same with the sequel. But it was Bioware. I mean, these guys make great games. Mm-hmm. These guys made Mass Effect. In fact the sequel to two or whatever was mass effect and and kind of continuing that intergalactic space operatic story. But I was uh, given iTunes vouchers recently, it's gifts. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to jump in there and get it. I'm going to ball out in a $15 iTunes purchase. I am. It's kind of, you know, the biggest purchase I've ever made since, um, Comixology got bought by Amazon (laughs) using an iPhone, which was, uh, it was nice. It reminded me of the old times and I'm having a ball playing it. I mean, we know my staunch opinion on canon and what's not canon. But what's ever what's interesting is ever since Disney got the Star Wars uh, catalog, they've always said it's a really grey area, the Knights of the Old Republic. Because this area is set 4,000 years before the films. So either they're being super safe by saying, well, we don't know, or it's great, you can say it's all real because 4,000 years is a very long time ago and everything can change. However, what's really interesting, um, the trailer for season two of Rebels part two of season two came out recently and they're being really kind of cheeky because ever since Disney bought, got the Star Wars catalog, they've branded everything except the films, the previous expanded universe stuff as legends. Sure. So now if you go to a shop and you're going to buy one of the Star Wars books, which was set immediately after Return of the Jedi, which now doesn't happen in the official okay. timeline. Yeah. And now has a big banner saying legends. And that's basically because I guess at the end of the day, Disney were like, there are still kooks who will buy this shit and we may as well make that money. Like, And like, there are lots of good stories that exist in those. <laughs> I'd say lots is being very, you know, very nice. I'd say there's some good stories. I've read, I've read a few good comic series. That, there are also some garbage ones. One that I'm thinking of is written by Timothy Zahn where they discover that an, the Emperor cloned a clone of Luke with two U's called Luke, who <laughs> was his apprentice. And Luke has to fight Luke. And stuff like that, just like hard sci-fi, which is better suited for shitty serialized sci-fi TV shows. 
a la the early series of Star Trek, The Next Generation. Anyway, this trailer starts with the line, there are some truth to legends. And so during it, you hear them mention certain things. You see a spaceship, a class of spaceship, which... When I say class, like you see a Star Destroyer in Star Wars, there's a bunch of them, but that's their class of ship. It's a Star Destroyer. You see a class of ship fly by a few of them, which is straight from the Old Republic. That's awesome. Then you see a planet, which is kind of like a center planet in there called Melakor. That's mentioned. And then you see uh, one of the lead characters pick up a lightsaber, turn it on, and it's got three prongs, just like from The Force Awakens. So it's like, and then another person says Yoda in it. Uh, there's a spirit Yoda in it because it's set after he died. It says something again about legends being real. So it's kind of like, I find Dave Filoni, the creator of that show, who'd made the Clone Wars as well. I'm like, he's getting really cheeky. Like, he's saying, you know what? Things that happened that we now said weren't canon are actually pretty cool. Like, he included Darth Bane in Clone Wars. And if you were to believe the expanded universe... <coughs> Darth Bane was the first ever Sith who invented the rule of two, which we know from the prequels that there will only be two. And he was so baller about it, he got Mark Hamill to come back and voice his spirit in one episode. Mad. And it's just kind of like going, that shit was disowned. No one gave a shit about that. But now he's going like, you know what? Maybe we should include some of that stuff. Because just like you said, some of it was okay. Some of it was pretty sick. Yeah, so it seems like they're actually starting to bring in a bit more stuff which people were kind of like excited for once upon a time and then we're told no none of that happened so do you know if um there is any stuff from like knights of old republic that's gonna potentially show rear its head or well some ships from in season this oh right yeah of course there's some old old ships which rear its head and they're you know they haven't been around for four thousand years but you see them fly by and no one reacts to them it's just kind of like a cool flyby shot but it's like seeing the Millennium Falcon fly by for people who are that like gung-ho about Knights of the Old Republic. Sure. So it seems like they're kind of not saying, oh, that stuff didn't happen, but they might be like, it did happen, but here's how it happened. So I think that's pretty cool because there's such a wealth there and there were some great writers and I guess some great subplots. Anyway, the game, I'm having a ball playing it. Super easy to play on phone as well. The whole, what saves it is there's no kind of action button if you need to have combat with somebody. It's kind of like, turn-based but it's based on like it's weird so if you're walking down a hall and you see an enemy it'll kind of freeze quickly and be like oh there's someone down here and then you can tap and this was much like the game itself would animate your battles for you it was kind of turn-based without you having to do the turns Mm -hmm. so i guess it would use like statistics based on your character and the person you're fighting so that makes it actually pretty reasonable for a mobile game do you know if it's readily available on any other (laughs) platforms um i know it's on steam and it's a real big Steam baby. I'm sure it's on Android. Cool. Um, yeah, Alexi said that he'd recently played it on Steam, hadn't played the sequel and was dying to. So I was like, man, it is kind of ignorant that I've turned my back on this. Shady, non-canon propaganda. But you know what? If it's going to become canon again, may as well get on that f- front foot. Do you know what else was canon, Angus? This episode of Hey this Fam. This episode of Hey Fam, which is now coming to an end. Have we ever done a non-canon? Was the oh no? I questioned last week. I don't know if the live episode was canon yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, shit. I need to see the Hey Fam wiki. Like we can't we can't decide that. Yeah. If anyone wants to make the Hey Fam Wikipedia page, it's yours, baby. Yeah. Please take it. Heyfam.wikia.com. Um, I know there's a Dum Dum Club wiki. Let's make, just make a better cert- one than that. I'm certain Tommy Dasolo runs that. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to add the Tommy Dasselow egg to it tonight. 
which is a um a horrible personal joke between he and I. Perfect. Uh, if you ever see any of Tommy Dasselow's avatars online, ninety percent of the chance is that you will see Gudetama, a Japanese uh, egg character, which isn't a lazy way of saying what it, it. That's exactly what it is. It's a Japanese anime character type of vibe, and it's an egg. Uh, and all throughout my recent trip in Japan, my mother, every time she, she saw it, which and she saw it a lot because it is very omnipresent, said, oh, look, it's the Tommy Dasilo egg. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to add that entry straight after this. Perfect. You can find us at facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Yeah. Or send us an email with uh, anything that you might like us to talk about in the future. Maybe you want some hot recommendations or our opinions on something. Yeah. I mean, if you're a film studio and you're like, man, these guys really gave Deadpool a great warm up. Maybe I'd love them to come and spoil my movie for it. Offense. Invite us along, please. Send us an email at heyfampodcast at gmail.com. We're actually checking it now. Yeah. We didn't have the... Oh. Speaking of... Yeah, next week we, we might read a few funny emails that we've gotten, actually. Yeah, we basically started this email account and hadn't checked it for two months. And there was some funny shit in there. Um, so thanks to you guys for sending it there. And feel free to... Uh, yeah, if you want to... Uh, maybe we'll do a Q&A episode soon. So if you have any questions that you want to ask the fan... Sure, that'd be great. Either send us a message on Facebook or an email to heyfanpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, coming up very soon is the... Um, Latest comic book episode with myself, Siobhan, and Nacho Pop. Serious issues. And uh, very soon, your baby bros, Angus and Lev Dog, will be telling you if Deadpool was a good movie or not. Thank you for listening to Hey Fam. You can find Angus at Chimichangus on Instagram and Twitter, and myself, Lev Dog. Here's the thing about us we only follow back real ones. That's true. So uh, just let us know if you're a real one. We might follow you back in uh, a real way. Also, we got some tip off uh, if you're going to be hanging around Melbourne during the International Comedy Festival. I believe they call that MICF. You might see a couple of baby bros down there. That's true. Yeah, yeah we've, got, we've got something something hot in the pipeline. Uh, and uh, if you see a, uh, a KFC advertisement, oh, uh, we'll talk about this in, 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 in the future. We'll give you the real scoop behind it. Yeah, our but, lawyers uh, are saying meantime, don't say anything right now. In the meantime, if you see a KFC advertisement on Facebook or with on a YouTube certain duck. With, with a pluck a duck in it, make sure you comment, that's amore. More as it breaks. Here's to you, real Bellissimo ones. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hey Fam. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.